0: This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com.
1: How cool was that?
0: It was a very, 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 very good conversation. And
1: very informative. And he's just so down to earth and honest about his journey, you know?
0: Sometimes we only, we we get this, these surface level conversations and that's not what happened in this previous half hour. Frank was great.
1: You know, from CEO to social entrepreneur, you know, that's my space Mm. and that's where I meet fantastic, driven, powerful, sensitive, compassionate, hardworking woman of note, and is women's month, so I had to have a woman in studio. Mm-hmm. I think without further ado, she is the founder and CEO of Farm Solutions and the Princess Team Menstrual Cup. And it's about time I've had you in studio because you came into my life at a really great conference and your energy and your drive and your networking skills stole the show. I know the kind of the work that you do, and I think it's time that we kind of put you on this platform so we can find out what drives you, what makes you you, and what makes you different from the rest of us, because you shine, girl, you shine.
2: Shamila, wow. welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What thanks an intro! Having you what <laughs> an intro, oh, and you know, nice with thing, the yeah. with the previous speaker. I mean, you know, I've got such big shoes to fill. <laughs> and <laughs> but thanks for having me. And uh, you make me so emotional now. You know, with your no, introduction. You, you, no, you. you. For you that. really had
1: a positive effect on me, and I had to share the space with the rest of the future CEOs because you've got a lot of tools and skills that you can
2: impart to the rest of us. That's wonderful. Yeah. I hope to actually share some of my knowledge as well and make a difference. That's what we're here for.
0: Well. We're very pleased to have you in studio, and thank you for having that kind of approach. Before we go into some of the questions that we may ask, please, would you just share a little bit of your background? Tell us who you are, where you've come from, those kinds of details, please.
2: Okay. How many minutes do I have? (laughs) Okay, um, I'm Shamila Ramjawan, um, the CEO of FemRam Solutions and the founder, co-owner of the Princess D Menstrual Cup. So I hail back from the wonderful KZN, Peter Maritzburg, um, where I was brought up and I school there and, um. Highly educated as well. Highly huh? educated, but you know, I, I must add that, um, when you grow and succeed, you have to actually Mention your background, you know, your humble beginnings. Uh, and like every uh, top person in the world, an entrepreneur, a businessman, they all have their humble stories to tell. Mm. And I'm one of those. Mm. So um, when I matriculated, I didn't have money to go to university. Um, so my mm. family was poor. And um, I started locum teaching. And I earned pittance. And I decided to study. So I've got a few degrees behind my name but you know it's it's something that I want to do I'm passionate about but I want to grow and develop myself as an individual. So you know with that background it shouldn't be an excuse that you don't have because you can get.
0: You just you really just have to be able to focus and understand how to get to that get to that point. How did you do that because you say you've got a couple of degrees so I mean that 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 says to me many years of work work and study how did you do it
2: it's it's hard work it's perseverance it's motivation it's being inspired um so you know, just going a step back, um, I got married at an early age. So, you know, a 53-year-old now with a 33-year-old son and a 23-year-old daughter. Um, I lost my husband at an early age, a young widow at 34. Oh. And um, I had to fend for my kids because I was on my own. A single parent on your own, you had to do things. And at that stage, I had a public relations diploma and I was... Uh, busy with my marketing diploma and I felt you know this is a time where I now have to f- complete and just study and and I completed my marketing diploma and then I went on to my btech degree and 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 and, and. and it's just been a phenomenal journey and i just you know for me it's all about being an inspiration to others, to youngsters. And that's what I do now. Uh, I'm trying to make a difference in the communities, um, in people's lives, touching people's lives. And that's what I'm passionate about. So um, I worked for a huge company in uh, Peter Maritzburg, Hewlett Aluminium. And uh, I worked for them for 19 years. Sure. So I was a really loyal employee. Sure. Uh, you know, it's only when you get to Johannesburg and then you want to, <laughs> it's all about money. You <laughs> want to grow and you're just erratic in your behavior. And <laughs> Yes. move on because you know another company is offering, offering you more money or better prospects but that's exactly what happened and then um in 2002 uh, i was offered a position to move with yulaton aluminium to their branch in johannesburg and uh they gave me a position as pro and uh, executive pa and for me, that was a stepping stone because I needed to grow and develop and just get out of that zone where, you know, forget about uh, not really forgetting about the loss of your husband, but I have two children, there's growth, there's development, it's just me, you know, I need to move on. And that's when I opted for the challenge and they moved me. So they paid my relocation costs. And I got to Johannesburg and, um, and here I am.
1: And here you are. Yes. So from, you know, that time, I think for me as a woman, what's most important is that when did you find that no more of the corporate world? You really want to get into the entrepreneurship. And yes, you've got a family to look after for yourself. So when did that switch happen for you? And okay. what was the first step? What did you do first? What was the first business of yours?
2: Okay. I was, um, you know um toying between doing a masters in marketing or mm. the MBA mm. and i chose the MBA because it's a business degree and I promise you I would never look back because that's an entrepreneur degree and that's where I am today. Uh, you know, so. And we've had, sorry,
1: Shamil, and we've had discussions to MBA or not to
0: MBA. Yes, we have. And here's someone saying go and do the MBA. Interesting.
2: Yes, to the MBA for sure. Yes, to the MBA, my friend. Absolutely. You know, I could sit in any meeting, whether you're a financial Mm. director, you're an operational manager, and I know what you're talking about. And as a businesswoman, that's, that's, setting the pace and setting the tone for your business because you need to know what's happening. And and also people have more respect for you. Um, You know, if I had nothing behind my name and if I tried to market my business and my product, they're not going to look at me. Mm. Um, you know, so for me, it's, it's been worth it. Mm. Um, lots of challenges, lots of hurdles. Mm. Um, it hasn't been easy. It's not an easy degree, but sure. you, you have to be motivated.
0: But then, but then this then changed your mindset, didn't it? So th- th- you go into this master's degree, which is all the, really about understanding the language of business and how really businesses fit together. It changed the way you looked at things. And then uh, when did you then feel the entrepreneurial bug bite?
2: Okay, so it actually began uh, with being a director of uh, social responsibility. So I worked at Sabinet Online, and I was the head of uh, marketing communications, and I was the director of the corporate social investment. And I worked mm-hmm. directly in communities, and I think that's where I found my passion. Mm-hmm. And that's where I decided to take the risk. So from Sabinet, I moved to business against crime, where I was marketing executive, and in 2014, I started my business, my marketing company. So it was, there were huge challenges and, and also as a startup business, remember you don't have an investor. So you're basically starting with limited resources. And I decided this is it. This is what I want to do. And, um, yes, so I had the qualification. I had the experience and now just to, get onto the next platform and become an entrepreneur. Do
0: you know what's so interesting about your journey is that so many people come in and and they say that they have been able to discover their passion very early. It sounds like that you had to go through quite a lot of different uh, different experiences, maybe some tumultuous experiences, some not so good, some some really good, to find that part of you uh, how did you How did you discover it? I mean was it a case of you were out in the field you were doing it, but how did you then realize that this is really your passion
2: I think it was just um,
0: instead of something you just like you know.
2: Yes, I think it's it's basically dreaming, you know, dreaming big and making it happen. And I think for me, it was, um, if you look at my leg, I have a tattoo that's dream big as well. So I'm <laughs> I'm all for that, you know, for big dreams. But I think, uh, you know, it's all about taking calculated risks. And not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Correct. You know, it's, there's huge challenges, there's huge risks, you've got to have the financial backing, which I didn't have. But I thought, you know, this is something I want to do. And I'm going to take on the challenge and I'm going to do it. And that's exactly what I've done. Um, So I started my marketing business in 2014, and I had uh, a few clients. But I used to do CVs because I think, you know, just editing CVs, that's a document that actually markets you, and it's got to be a professional document. And coming from my previous experience where I had to have um, interviews with candidates where I employed people, I found there are things that are missing on your CV, and those are important things that employers look for. So I decided, you know, at a minimal cost, CVs, edit CVs and that's what I started doing as well as part of my marketing business and I just grew and that's great yes and um and then I decided um to come up with my product which I'm so proud about that I want to talk about as well
1: tell us more about before we talk about a bit of product you're a book lover obviously not just from studying but just for motivational and educating so you wrote a book called marketing tools and strategies what should entrepreneurs read what's a good book? for future CEOs to read that you've read that could inspire them and motivate them on their business journey?
2: I think, you know, uh, the marketing tools and strategies, that was actually part of my MBA. It was my MBA thesis, which was second in the country in 2011. Wow, <laughs> we Very love much. that. We Very love much. that. <laughs> yes, the lady that uh, that actually came first beat me by 1%. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> 1% is a lot, you know, when you come back uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. I didn't know that. Yes. But I would say, you know, I, I don't have a, uh, a book per se, but I, I read a lot of inspirational books. And mm. I think it's also, you know, if you can read, um, inspiring people in the world. Mm. You know, so Richard Branson is is good. He's a motivator for me, and I follow him on Facebook and um, LinkedIn and Instagram, and I always read his quotes. But for me, the book that is so precious to me is *The Secret*, because I believe in divine intervention. It's what you put out there that you get back. Mm. So it's all about positivity. Uh, get up in the morning, be optimistic, be yourself, be you. Love yourself first. You know, um, those are the things that you start with in your journey.
0: Okay. I'm I'm interested because that that then brings me into uh, I'd like to create a bit of a juxtaposition An opposite a contrast. So you say you believe in in a certain level of joy and love and these kinds of things. Tell us about moments in your career recently, perhaps even, where you have felt maybe the opposite, where you've struggled a little bit, and how did you deal with that? Because there are going to be some of our listeners who are, are starting their own businesses, who are further along in their careers, perhaps, or trying to get further along in their careers, and they they're just not feeling it anymore. They're struggling. They're not connecting.
1: Dark moments that happen to you in your business. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
2: Okay, they are various. Um, okay, it's it's meeting with people, uh, stakeholders or clients, and uh, you walk into a meeting and everybody's so po- positive. They love your brand. They love your product. And you say, yeah, yeah, I got this. And you walk out and then three days later, you don't hear from them. A month later, you don't hear from them. And then you know it's a negative, you mm-hmm. know. Yes, you do a follow-up and you try and get that business. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the one thing that I found and that works for me is I love competition because competition in the marketplace makes me work harder because you know there's somebody there that's waiting to steal your market share and you are going to work whether it's... 24-7, 24-7, you know, I'm a I know that this woman does not sleep. This woman does not sleep. Oh wow. Yeah. I know this about you. We had something in common. Here. Mm. <laughs> um, I just feel that, uh, you know, you have to, you know, I believe in the saying, grind now and enjoy the rewards later.
0: Mm. Oh, today so, I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what other others can't. Work like a slave
2: to live like a king. Mm. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. Uh, but so I want
2: to live like a queen. Queen. Yes. yes. And yes. I didn't get there yet. Not even halfway through.
0: <laughs> so, so uh, what, what I hear you saying is that there have been some difficult times. There have been some difficult moments. But then competition brings you out of those moments. Seeing someone or feeling like there is uh, this this. Uh, thing that's going to catch you. Uh, How do you do that though? Uh, Some people can't connect with competition. How do you do it? How do you know? How do you feel? How do you get that sense of something coming.
2: I think you, you know, you got to research. You got, you got to know who your competitors are. Mm. And if you look at South Africa, just taking South Africa and not into Africa, we currently with my brand, we in 14 countries, but just South Africa alone and there's a lot of marketing companies. So we have that competition. It's on our doorstep, but we have to come up with a different sort of offering. Um, people must recognize the brand. They must recognize the people behind the brand. And for me, that's what, what works.
1: Tell us about your belief in partnerships. I know with your brand you're really in partnership. Your current owner is like our golden girl. So tell us the importance and what the value structures are for you to create those partnerships with people or with other businesses.
2: I think it's important to share the same vision. That's important. You need that synergy and I think Custer and I, we actually... You know, from day one, we knew there was a definite connection. So it's important to connect with your partner and, and also just working together. It's so important. You know, um, is more on the strategic level and I'm more strategic and operational, but she knows everything that's going on in the, in the company. Um, so you've got to have that sort of, um, communication, which is important. There shouldn't be communication gaps with partnerships and, um, you know, always relate. Tell them exactly what's happening in the business. Um, give them facts. Ask for advice. You know, we don't know everything. Um, you know what the other person knows, we don't know, and it's all you learn every day. So and it's always and important.
1: exactly what Frank just said about him and his partner—that mm. you know they came from different places. You know of uh, dealing with the business, but when they saw the the vision. And the ethics of how they wanted to see their company go forward. That's when the, there the, the was incredible
0: complementary strength, Correct. as you say. Yes. yes. So uh, I want us to go into the social aspect of, of yes. what you do. So yes. let, let's begin talking social entrepreneurship. Uh, tell us more. Tell us more.
2: Okay. So I researched my product, the Princess D Menstrual Cuff, for about two years. And I decided that when I worked, on the CSI projects in communities, I found there was a need. Mm. Okay, now the big hype is keeping girls in school. Yes, we must keep girls in school and they need a sustainable solution. So I researched the product and I'm busy with my PhD on it, on women's matters and uh, menstruation. And I found that there was a need, but we needed something that was affordable. So I decided... Why not? Let's research this. If ever there was a com-
1: competitive space, Jamila, this is
2: it. Mm. Yes. You know? Yes.
1: <laughs> so this is just for you. Yes. yes. I love the competition. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes.
2: So I decided, you know, I'm going to come up with my brand. So I named the product after my daughter. Her name is Daksha because I get that all over the world. People ask me, why Princess D? Mm. Is it Princess Diana? And I say, it's Princess Daksha. That's my daughter. So I named the product after her and I decided I'm going to take this into the market, which I did last year and it's very successful. Um, it's been hard work. It's been blood, sweat, and tears. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Mm. You know, you must be able to take it um, no matter what it is. And um, so I must also tell you that when I started the product, I worked on my own. So I basically, it was a one-man show taking this product into the market. And I worked through every hour of the day um, tapping into international markets. And so I can proudly say that we're in 14 countries right now.
0: Mm.
1: Ellen. And tell us about the process of tapping into those markets You know, what were the highlights and the lowlights? Uh, just give us an example of an experience that you had ab- About going through that experience
0: Yeah, yeah. Can I ask yes, a little yes, bit yes, yeah. Yeah. So the, the toughest market to get into, which one, which mm, one was that? Mm.
2: I think most markets are very tough Because if you don't know who you're dealing with And you don't know who you're sending an email to Because it's not easy to phone international. You're going to phone, you're not going to get the people on the other side. But I think uh, sending emails, if you send an uh, email to marketing at or info at or Mm. or those kind of emails, they don't get to anybody, you know, and you would sit not getting a response. Mm. So basically what we did was, what I did, I started exploring South Africa and I tapped into the different provinces and now I have stockers in different provinces in South Africa. So I've created jobs as well. So we get stockers that actually came on board as strategic partners where they sell the product, okay, and that's how we develop. So I don't give them a restricted area; they're open to go into the world. So it's global, mm-hmm. and that's how we managed to tap into the different parts of Africa as well.
0: And uh, but but surely you had a tough experience. What tell us tell us who uh, your your absolute toughest market? The toughest
2: not to this, crack. Can you see these dark circles under <laughs> <of> my eyes?
0: <laughs> yes. So that's a yes. <laughs>
2: It's good makeup. Mm. (laughs) Um, You know, every market is tough, I must say. Every market is tough. Uh, But it's just um, strategic partners, getting involved, selling the brand. Uh, You know, and I also believe um, it's not easy selling a product. You've got to basically sell yourself first. Mm. So it always starts with your personal branding Mm-hmm. okay so it's your personal branding then it's your business and then it's your product mm, so that's basically how it works mm. now people so, do sell,
0: sell to who work walks through the door so of course you, yes you have to be presentable there's a personal brand element then that you have to qualify yourself by offering something of real value uh, which is then of course your product and then the the, the third one that you said was Libby, oh, remember?
2: oh, so it's personal branding. Yes. It's your company. A company. And, and then, then it's your product. Ah, yes. I must start this. The, yes. The middle one. Yes. But what I'm, what I must add is, um, you know, as, uh, budding entrepreneurs, uh, mm. you know, if you're starting off, mm. you always look where you can save money. And the important thing, what worked for me is social media. Because if you are present on social media, you know, Facebook, has worked wonderfully for me. Has it? Yes, okay. because what I would do is I would do a lot of research, and then I would go in and inbox people in the mm. different countries in mm. Africa, etc. Mm. And and also um, at the beginning of this year, I was invited um, to speak to present at the Women Economic Forum in New Delhi, mm. which I attended. Wonderful. And I made I met amazing people from 120 countries, and um, I managed to get my USA Canada stockers mm. and now I'm in talks with the Zimbabwe lady. So it's going into Zimbabwe. Mm. So it's it's amazing how you network and connect. Mm. Um, so I would say latch on to, I would say, the freebies mm. because you don't have money to start. Mm. So you're going to latch on to the freebies and use social media because it's free. You're just paying data costs.
1: What is your vision for the future? Where do you want to see Farmer Solutions? Where do you want to see Princess D? Where do you want to see yourself? Five, ten years
2: time. I want to see myself getting some sleep. <laughs> I believe you. you be- I believe okay. You. Um, we have big goals for FamilyM solutions. Um, we want to grow the marketing side of it. Um, it's important. And I've got uh, three really great clients that are coming on board now, um, where they actually want me to do the outsource marketing, which is great for us. Um, with Princess D, um, Kasta and I, we have a vision, um, Way we want to go in the next few, I would say months, but it's something that I, I can't disclose right now. Um, but uh, but yes, we want to grow the brand. We want we want it to be in most countries, mm. so that is a African mammoth. continent, definitely. Yes, but yeah. it's a mammoth task. But we we're going to get there. I'm very positive. Um I want to be on the shelves. You know, I am on the shelves now. We're mm. currently in 50 pharmacies, Too but uh, and you know, wellness centers and uh, spas, uh, women's. Um, health and beauty places. But I want to actually be on the shelf like always. And uh, uh, Libres, uh, you know, <laughs> they're my competitors. I and I'm their biggest competitor too. <laughs> but I want to be on the shelf. And people must recognize Princess D Menstrual Cup anywhere in the world. Mm. You know, they must recognize the brand. Yes.
0: I like that vision. I think sometimes, often people what they'll do is they'll set a large a large vision, but then they only work on the small bits on a day day to day, day to day basis instead of just living in that vision on an ongoing basis. Um, And so I so appreciate your vision. Maybe before, because we are running out of time, maybe a quick a a couple quick questions. The the biggest mistake that you've made with menstrual uh, with Princess D menstrual cups. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far?
2: The biggest mistake that I have made um is trusting people. Mm. And, uh, you know, I gave a few companies uh, consignment stock and I mm. didn't get paid for it. Mm. And then I get back broken boxes, et cetera, uh, which can't be replaced and it costs money. So that was one of the biggest mistakes that I've made. So, you know, just don't trust. When it comes to business, and I just want to add this, in business you don't have friends. Mm. It's okay. more like being in a corporate world where there's um, – employees and they're your colleagues Mm. and it's the same with uh, being an entrepreneur so
0: employees and colleagues but no friends yes oh really okay
2: yes it's difficult because you're going to trust and you know um a lot of people they would take the product from us and not pay Mm. and now you know we learn as we go along Mm. so that's the best advice just don't give anything away for free Mm. because at some point someone has to take the cost for that someone's paying for it
1: i know Mm.
2: You know, Mm. I get that every day. People ask me for samples. We don't have a sample menstrual cup. Mm. The menstrual cup is a real thing. Mm. So when you get a menstrual cup, it's something that you can use. We don't have a piece of silicone that we can give you, Mm. you know. Mm. So, mm. so yes,
0: that's a good one. Good. Pearls good of one.
1: wisdom from both Frank and Shamila today, and just the hardcore truths and the do's and do nots about you know business and business protocol and business practices, which we as future CEOs can learn to take or not take in our entrepreneurial journey.
0: Yeah, Shamila, thanks. So thank you so much for joining us in the studio. We really appreciate your insights. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can uh, our listeners find out a, a little bit more about you?
2: Oh gosh. I think they know me. Hey, bring it, bring no? it, bring it. Sister. Okay, bring it. Okay, my website dot <laughs> yes. princess d menstrual cup or one word dot com. Okay, I'm on Facebook, uh Princess D Menstrual Cup, and my African stockers are now creating pages as well. But the main page, I think we have over seventy thousand followers. Mm, very nice. And then we have an Instagram page. It's Princess D Menstrual Cup, Or one word. Well, Love you know, it.
0: No, thank you for doing what you do. Uh, These kinds of products, a social entrepreneurial aim uh, really does change the world. So thank you for changing the world. uh, And we look forward to being able to see some of the growth that you've been speaking about in the future. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. But on a final note, I want to actually thank my partners, my uh, sponsors, and everybody that is actually contributing in helping Keep Girls in School.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I love businesswomen with a purpose to make a difference in other people's lives.
0: Alright, we've run out of time. We'll see you back same time, same place next week, Thursday, Future CEOs, where we bring you top entrepreneurs, super executives that give incredible insights and we know are helping you to fast track your careers and grow your businesses. We'll see you then. Bye. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.